0: Hey everybody, Joe McCall here with the REI In Your Car podcast. Hope you guys are doing well. In the background, you might hear the Octonauts. Yes, the Octonauts. Have you ever heard of them? Well, if you haven't, then you don't have kids. Or you don't let your kids watch high-quality entertainment like the Octonauts. (laughs) Creature report. Creature reports. Alright, so... (laughs) My daughter's in the back. We don't let her watch TV much. But once in a while, we do. And when we do, we let her watch the Octonauts. Because that's one of the few DVDs we have in here. The... uh, Just picking her up from preschool, heading home, and taking the scenic route again today. A good piece of advice for all of you guys that, you know, don't get stuck in a rut. When you're driving home from work or you're driving to the grocery store, take a different route and take the more scenic route as as often as you can. All right, so I want to talk about today... Uh, maybe one or two things. We'll see how far I can get. But why do I like lease options? Mainly is one reason. And if I have time, I'm going to talk about... Maybe I'll do it for another episode. I have another idea. Thing, something to talk about for lease option homes. But I love lease options. I always have. And let me tell you a little bit about why, my history. So I was um, went to Iowa State University, got a degree in civil engineering. Uh, at the time, it was the year 2000. And the economy was pretty strong, although I was worried about the tech bubble. Remember the tech bubble burst? And uh, it was about to burst or something like that. And I imagine every college graduate is always a little worried about the job market. But I was also worried about Y2K. Remember that? But I had about five or six different job offers out of school. And the reason why was not because of my grades. Um, My grades were just okay the reason why is as I had a lot of uh, internship interns or internships I worked with uh, two or three different companies while I was in college and also went to Europe for a student exchange so my resumes and my interviews were head and shoulders above everybody else just because I took a lot of internships and I worked had a lot of experience so if you have kids in college or if you're in college yourself definitely get as many internships as you, as you can. It's, it's okay if it adds another year or two years to your degree because it's going to be more important than ever, especially in this economy, to have experience. So is year 2000. I got a job in Kansas City, bought a house and it was really cool. And about a year later, they sent me down to Bakersfield, California. They, they call it the armpit of California. Which is kind of funny, although I'm sorry if you live in Bakersfield or have family who do. But the reason why they call it the armpit of California is because it's hot and stinky. Because when it's hot, there's oil fields down there. It's an industrial town. But anyway, it's a good place, right? And I was supposed to be down there for three weeks. It turned into three months. And it was hard, man. I remember we had only been married about three years. And I realized that, I don't know how much I love my wife... And how hard it was to live without her. I mean, I can't imagine some of these guys that travel a lot and aren't at home with their families. So anyway, I was gone for three months. It was horrible. And uh, we'd see each other once or twice a month. But man, that three months felt like six months. Well, because I guess I did a good job there. They rewarded me with an assignment in San Francisco. We were building a power plant out in San Francisco. And I was doing project engineering stuff. Scheduling and cost control. So, anyway, we couldn't sell our house because we were going to be coming back. So, we decided we would rent it out. It was a two year assignment, possibly three years. So, we decided to rent our house out. My wife came with me to San Francisco and we loved it there. It was amazing, awesome. I love Northern California. I would love to live there someday. So, we did tons of cool stuff. The problem was. We rented our house out in Kansas City, and I learned firsthand about the trials and tribulations of being a landlord. Uh, every We were able to rent it out for about 100 hundred, hundred and fifty $150 more every month above our mortgage payment. Um, but, and I never saw any of that money. It went to the property management company. It went to every month there was repairs and something that had to be fixed. I was constantly getting calls and emails from my property manager. It's not their fault, but... It was an older house and a lot of things broke and the tenant just wanted everything fixed for them. And man, it was a nightmare. Stressful. There were times when, you know, my mortgage payment was eight fifty dollars a month or something like that. And I only got $600 a month from the rent. So I had an extra $250 I got to come with up with every month. And that was a, uh, man, it was a pain. And extremely stressful. And I remember very clearly thinking, I'm never doing this again. We moved back to Kansas City, and then we couldn't get our, well, yeah. Then the job ended early. The job was supposed to be two years. uh, Remember Enron, when Enron collapsed? That sent shockwaves through the entire energy industry. And so this power plant, even though it wasn't related to Enron, um, you know, they, they, they were just, all of the banks pulled out, they couldn't get the financing; they had to shut it down. So I had to go back to Kansas City, and there were still two or three months left in the tenant's lease. And they were always late, but I was—they were always get caught up. So anyway, I said to myself, and my wife said to each other, "We're never going to rent again." Then I started getting the real estate bug in 2006. Started reading books like *Rich Dad Poor Dad*, and I don't remember who it was. I wish I could remember it changed my life forever. By the way, you should read you should read books. If you want anything out of this, some take home advice, you need to read more, and I need to read more. I wish I could remember who it was, but somebody recommended me to read this book called The Mi- Secrets of a Millionaire Landlord. I remember who it was. Yes. So I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, got excited about real estate. And then somebody told me, as my brother-in-law maybe, told me about a friend of his that was um, building duplexes down in Austin, Texas, and selling them to landlords. And you could buy these duplexes, and they had really good returns on investments. So I was down. I actually flew down to Austin to meet this guy because I could. This is when it was really easy to get financing, right? This was two thousand five, and it was super easy to get financing. And you can buy these con, these duplexes for I don't remember, but they were cheap, a lot cheaper than California. And you could, um, in Kansas City, and rent them out and get a good return on investment. And then you could refinance them and pull out cash. <laughs> you remember those days? So anyway, he mentioned to me a book, The Secrets of a Millionaire Landlord by Robert Scheman. And it's a real simple book. But he had a chapter in there about lease options. And one of the things he said in there was, with lease options, you can rent properties out to people who want to buy them. And unlike normal tenants, these people are buyers. They want to buy this house. And they can be... They tend to be better tenants because they can take care of the house better. They put a larger down payment down on the house. They can take better care of the home, for the most part, because they have some ownership in it, right? In a certain sense. Because if they don't buy that house, they forfeit their option deposit money, right? And then he said that... Um, A lot of times you can make them responsible for the regular maintenance and repairs. So when I read that, I thought, holy smokes, are you kidding me? So with a lease option, you get a bigger down payment, a bigger option deposit. You get a tenant who's going to treat the house better, more like it's their own because they want to buy it someday. You can get them to pay for the maintenance and repairs of the house. And you can sell it to them for top dollar within reason, right? And you don't have to pay any realtor commissions. Because that's the other thing. I did eventually sell this house, but I had to pay my property manager 6% sales commission. Of course, it was in the contract, in the fine print. I didn't read that. I actually sold it to the tenants. I don't know how they got just the... That goes to tell you why we had a housing crisis. I mean, these were tenants that were late on their rent. And they actually were able to get a mortgage. Every month, they were late on their rent. i would be interesting to see if they ever stayed in the house. I, I don't think they did. Uh, Wow just dawned on me I just remembered that yeah they they bought house, and then I had to pay the realtor a commission so we didn't walk away from anything and we probably lost money on that deal on that house but anyway uh, lease options really really grabbed my attention I thought this is really cool because you get all the benefits of owning rental property with a lot fewer headaches and hassles so I started reading more and more about lease options I got Wendy Patton's books on lease options Um, That was back when you'd go to Barnes & Noble and find books there in Barnes & Noble. And then I started uh, buying other books on lease options and started becoming a student of lease options and got really, really excited. Because lease options, bottom line, when you're buying houses on lease options, you can control property without owning it, which is, there's a lot of power. Anytime you can buy something without owning it, uh, that's called control there's a lot of power and wealth in that i think it was rockefeller that said own nothing control everything or control everything own nothing somewhere in that order right so that's why i love lease options and i started doing them and make a short story long i started um buying houses and trying to sell them on lease options i started buying houses from the banks And uh, made a lot of mistakes doing that because I was overpaying for properties. I was counting on appreciation. And unfortunately, half the tenants that I put in the houses were not buying them. But anyway, then I started flipping lease options. And that's what allowed me to quit my job in 2009. Because once I cracked the code, I was able to flip lease options um, without staying in the middle. And without taking any responsibility, again, like I wouldn't paying any mortgage payments, I would just flip these lease options. Instead of to, like a regular wholesaling deal you flip to an investor, I would flip lease options to the tenant buyer. It's a beautiful thing. You're in and out. And you don't have to negotiate with the sellers. You can get them whatever price they want as long as they are willing to wait for it. And you can um, make a lot of money. So within about three months of doing this, when I kind of cracked the code, started flipping lease options... My part time income flipping lease options surpassed my full time income and been doing them pretty much ever since. That's why I love lease options. So uh, go get yourself some lease options. You know, sometimes they get a bad rap. Sometimes um, people have had bad experiences with lease options. But if you set them up right, they can be a really powerful way to build cash flow, long term capital wealth, um, wholesaling. Uh, Quick cash, cash flow, cash later type of thing. All right, so that's it for now, guys. I'll let you go. If you want more information, um, I'd recommend to you a few things. My website, wholesalingleaseoptions.com, wholesalingleaseoptions.com. Wendy Patton has written about three books, three or four books on lease options. Get everything that she's written. It's really good stuff. And what else could I tell you? Oh, yeah, if you go to realestateinvestingmastery.com and you go... Get the Fast Cash Survival Kit. Uh, In there, I have some lessons on lease options and how I flip lease options. You can kind of learn more about that. Cool. All right. Take care, guys. Don't forget the uh, podcast hotline. If you have questions you want me to cover on the show, uh, you can go call this number or text this number. 636-255-8815. Text or call 636-255-8815. And if you have a question, please leave it on the show and on the in the recording and i'll answer it in a future episode is that cool all right guys take care see you later bye -bye.